Not anymore. Yes, I was a broken woman. Yes, I didn't love me. Yes, I decided to settle for what wasn't best for me. Yes, I was in a toxic relationship. Guess what? Not anymore. I have grown from the broken pieces. I have learned to love me when no one else loved me. I have learned that I will never settle for in my life or my peaceful atmosphere. I have learned the difference between love, lust of a good relationship. Yes, I wasn't perfect, but I learned to work on my mind, my body, and my soul connections. Yes, I have allowed the wrong spiritual around me. Now, I've learned about the not allowing the negative energy around me. Yes, I've been down the road of destruction. Now I've learned how to not move by emotion, but by the spirit of my faith and purpose. Not anymore, my fears will not keep me from being a better version of me. Not anymore, my toxicness will stop me from loving myself or trusting others in my peaceful place. Not anymore, my lack of post-trauma is going to stop me from my future growth. Yes, not anymore. I know I'm powerful. I know I'm overcoming. I know I'm a positive, I know I'm loved, and yes, not anymore, I'm dope, dedicated to other people, empowerment, I love my dopeness and so should you. Hello, hello, everyone. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to the Power of Your Voice podcast. I am your host, Sheena Gadon, and I would like to welcome you to my episode with the co-authors from my <laughs> A Letter to My Daughter. And it's actually, what is it? A, sorry, today is just not my day. A Mother's Prayer, A Letter to My Daughter. See, words just want to be mind-boggling and everything. But these are my co-authors because I am also in the book. And we are here to tell you about this awesome book that is out. Y'all can grab your copy and just enjoy the amazing stories, letters, information that could actually change your life and conversation sometimes. You just never know how it might touch you. So welcome, welcome, ladies. How are we doing today? We are great. Good. Thank you. Thank you. That is great. <laughs> doing amazing. <laughs> Yay, I like that. I like that. I like that. Can I have each of you introduce yourself? And I am going to start with Dr. Don. Can you introduce yourself to everyone and tell them who you are? I'm Dr. Don Menge. I teach, teach students with severe cognitive delays by day. I am a professor at night and I write an educational children's series. I can't talk either. Um, that has won 70 awards, over 70 international awards. And um, I've been in a couple anthologies. And this one really caught my eye when it was announced. Um, I have three beautiful daughters. And I really wanted to play, pay tribute to them and really express how proud I am of them and how thankful I am to have them in my life. So this is what I did. And I'm hoping to have the books by this weekend to give it to them. 
Nice, nice. I love it. I love it. Celeste? Sure. My name is Celeste Payne. I am an artist and I am, an, of course, an author because I'm part of the book anthology and I'm an educator. And what I do is help people who might be dealing with problems or stress, like alleviate that stress and use the arts as like a highway to life transformation. So I host paint parties. I do creative activities that kind of help people, um, you know, get through some rough patches in life or just relax and uh, de-stress. I love it. I love it. Michelle. Good evening, everyone. My name is Michelle Anderson Benjamin, and I am, this is my first time writing in a book. So this is a great thing, a great experience. I am a mom of two. I'm a healthcare administrator. I um, am a certified mental health coach and advocate, a certified grief coach, and also a cancer advocate. And I am a two-time breast cancer survivor. Amen. And Cheryl, can you introduce yourself to the world? Yes, I am Cheryl Sanford. I am the owner of Happy Literary Works, a ghostwriting firm. Um, this is my second book, and my third one comes out in November. Um, I also work for Hope Bible Institute, um, where I am an active member, uh, armor bearer, uh, intercessory prayer minister, uh, and the list goes on. Uh, I wear a lot of hats, but uh, I wrote <laughs> I wrote this book um, for my daughter. Um, I have one daughter, um, and she means everything to me. I had to um, give custody of my children to my mother um, when they were very young um, because mm -hmm. I had liver cancer, and I was trying to um, survive that. And I you know, according to scientists, I was supposed to be dead. So this gave me an opportunity to explain to them why I chose to give my mom custody. Mm, that's deep. I commend you and I'm proud that you are still here because then I wouldn't have never got to meet you. So it's amazing to have you Amen. here and have all you ladies here. So my question to you, did y'all all knew that y'all was going to be authors or did this just kind of happen? Because, you know, I knew I was I, I knew eventually it was going to happen for me. I've been writing since I was 12. I love writing. And eventually I knew I was going to make a book. So my question is, did you always know you was going to be a writer? And I will start with Celeste. So I had gone back to the when I actually did my first book. And when I was in college, um, I was doing a service project with a group of ladies and I actually made a coloring book. This was back in, I won't say what year, but <laughs> it was back when I was in college. And so um, I guess since, um, you know, my late college years, I, I guess knew I was gonna be an author, but it didn't really, dawned on me until I was probably in my 30s, actually 40s, when I wrote my first book. Okay. All right, Michelle. 
Um, I've always wrote, I write poetry. I've been writing poetry since I was a child. Um, but I just, they're just poets, poetry, poems that um, I usually, in case like a, a definite family or celebration would, you know, share them with everyone. Um, but um, this was actually a healing process for me. Um, the last two years I've been battling breast cancer um, and I have a 15 year old son and a five year old daughter. Um, and this was an opportunity for me to write a letter to my daughter um, because of my diagnosis, she now has to have mammograms at 25. And being you know, diagnosed with cancer at a young age, at 36, um, I'm without any history of breast cancer, um, and I'm triple negative, I have triple negative breast cancer, um, of course I thought about dying. So I wanted to, I used this opportunity to write something to her that she will always have in case I'm not physically there to be with her for her first mammogram. And it was a, a opportunity for me to release, you know, the, the anger that I felt. Um, because at the end of the day, although this wasn't, you know, I didn't bring this on myself, you know, as a mom feeling like I'm passing on something to my child that now she has to be, you know, educated on and she has to be an advocate for. And then not knowing how long I'll be around to support her you know, during, during that process, but also wanting her to be fearless, wanting her to be an advocate for herself because through my diagnosis, I started an organization called the Fearless Warrior Project because I'm a firm believer that I am my children's mentor. Um, how, they, how they navigate life is how I react to things. And throughout my journey, I've shown them strength. I've shown them resilience, but I've also shown them it's okay to have breakdowns. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to you know, to, to, to not be strong one day. So I use um, this, this book came at the right time for me because it allowed me to write an intimate letter to her dated for her 25th birthday. And I was able to write it in the language that I speak with her and how we do things, you know, we are, we love music. So, you know, preparing her mentally, you know, making sure that she comes in with armored ready you know, ready to, to conquer the world and not being afraid and with her head up high. And um, although I show a resilience and strength on the outside, as a parent and going through this, it's been very scary. Um, and I don't really share that with my kids because I feel that, you know, sometimes, you know, they look at their parents for strength. Right. Um, but this journey has taught me that, you know, sometimes your kids are much stronger than you think. Um, and, you know, they pour into yeah. me just like I pour into them. And these are life lessons that they will grow up and to be successful adults for, to know that one, you know, it's okay to go through obstacles. That doesn't stop you, stop your, your success. You know, we're all here for a purpose. We're all here for an assignment. And no matter what barriers you come across, that doesn't change how you you accomplishing that goal. So by them seeing me fight through it and now being on the other end and, you know, cancer-free, they see that they can conquer anything. So this book was actually a healing for me and a great opportunity. And I thank Nadia for that. Amen. Amen. Man. Dr. Dawn? Amen. Uh, no, I didn't. I started out, I would write some articles about, you know, my students in the newspaper and things. 
And then it was an assignment of my credentialing class to write a math book. So I actually included my students and we got a grant from a college and we toured around like a little skit. And then I decided to publish it. And I was only publishing the one I named it after my grandmother, put all the children in our family in it. So thinking they wouldn't complain and they wouldn't even like notice. And I started winning awards and getting interviews and it kind of went from there. And I have, I think I have my 14th children's book out now. I've been in three anthologies, Ooh. one in Ireland um, about the pandemic. And so I'm just kind of expanding. Um, I now do a judge literacy contest. I'm on a board of a Hindi's Libraries, which is a nonprofit literacy group. I um, I'm in some other committees uh, for literacy. And so it's kind of turning into something a lot bigger than I ever thought that it would be. <laughs> so, you know, and so you just never know. Now I'm an internationally best-selling author, right? So, yes, you know, right. you know, so. I love it. And actually the um, board that you sit on the Hindu library, I think I actually put in for my book to be, uh, promoted to that library online, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so I, I think so. And I think it was actually a few months ago. They, yeah. I th well, I think what it was, they were just promoting to spotlight authors okay. and I had got highlighted in their, uh, in their um, thing with my other book. So, cause when you said, I was like, that library sounds familiar. So I'm thinking yeah. that's the same one. Cause they were online. Yeah, they're getting really big. They also have a literacy contest for children's women's writers for children's mm. books. And it's still open till November. So, um, and Ooh. I'm a judge for that. I won't tell you about Judge Your Book, <laughs> but um, there's uh, there's judges from Scholastic and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I I think it's like fifty dollars. I might have I'm to go. Sure. But look them up. Is yeah. there any? I'll say look it up. Or can you send me that entry? Sorry, all in the midst of the podcast, but I like network too. <laughs> <laughs> can you send me that entry? Yeah, that? Well, I yeah. I can enter in my inbox, please. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Cheryl, can you tell us, did you always think you were going to be a writer? I never thought that I would be an author of a book, but I love to write. Um, English and reading were like really big with me. My grandmother encouraged me to read. We used to sit around and read Agatha Christie novels all the time. And um, from there, from from there, I would um, write poems and then I start writing music. Music was my first love. So writing music was really big for me. Um, and, you know, writing lyrics to songs was kind of, you know, it was, it, it was challenging for me all the time because I played music mostly and musical notes were more easy to write than actual words on paper. So um, I started there and it took me 15 years to write my first book and it's titled Tricks of the Mind Versus Matters of the Heart, Learning to mm -hmm. Trust. And it was basically me writing out a journal of everything that I was going through in my life and I kind of hit a part where I didn't want to live anymore. And mm -hmm. I started writing that out and we published it um, and I was very, very shocked that it did as well as it did because I wasn't known by anyone. So when this book came around, I jumped at the opportunity and now I'm writing my second book 
as well as um, writing for some authors, um, you know, doing their books for them as well. So I ghostwrite and, you know, things like that. So it it's rewarding to me to be able to write because I can get a lot out. So I know how people feel when they're trying to get something out and they really can't and, or don't know how to. It gives me the opportunity to, to help them with that. And that too is rewarding. Awesome, awesome, and congratulations. Even though it took you 15 years, you got there and you did it. So the yeah, first step is <laughs> doing it. So pat yourself on the back. Right. All of y'all are totally amazing. And of course, we also give ourselves a big applause that we did make bestseller and international bestseller. So, you know, Yay. we did that. We did. And we're going to continue to keep spreading the word. So tell me what made you join this project for a mother's prayer, a letter to your daughter or to our daughters. And I will start with Dr. Don. Um, well, I've done a few things um, with the Power Conversations, and I just saw it, and it just really hit me. I was at it was a good moment where I really wanted to express to my girls um, how proud I am of them and how hard I know that they're working. And you know, it, it's the world's tough, and they're they're tough, and they're working really hard. They're keeping their families together, and they're keeping our family together. Um, over the pandemic, they planned camping trips for everyone. And, you know, they, my children are very connected, which is kind of highly unusual uh, here these days. But, you know, and they all work together. And I just really wanted to express how proud I am of all of them. And this was like the perfect opportunity to do that. And so I did. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And yeah, it is because a lot of siblings, they do not get along or do they speak. Yeah. So, yeah, right. That's, that's amazing. That is very amazing, especially if they're all working together and still speaking and, you know, doing things and keeping that family unit. So I'm yeah. proud of them, too. Yeah, I went from being the person that gave all the family dinners and everything to it somehow get handed over to my children and I'm never going to get it back. <laughs> you know, they just took it all over and they plan camping trips every month and all sorts of stuff. And I just say, well, where am I supposed to be? You know, right. and, then I wrote, and then I write the books that I write. My children's books are based on our um, our trips and our adventures. Like this nice. is one of them. We go camping in Halama Beach and the kids set it all up now. And it's just a lot of fun. And so they're in all my books. And so I love it. I love it. Right. Cheryl. Yeah. Wow. Um, I wanted to apologize, I guess, to my daughter at, um, when I decided to, to join this project. It was an opportunity to get out a lot of the unanswered questions that she had and mm -hmm. also to let her know biblically um, who she is, you know, in the eyes of God and let her know her royal status in the kingdom, um, that we are all heirs and we are kings and queens in this kingdom. And it's up to us to make the difference. And um, I, you know, by me being 56 years old, I'm like, 
I'm just finding a lot of this out. So I know my mother could not have told me, my grandmother could not have told my mother because they didn't know. And if, you know, what they heard back then, they weren't explaining it the way it really is. So that gave me that opportunity to let my daughter know you are royalty, you have royal DNA in your blood. You you come from the from the King of Kings, and there is nothing in this world that you cannot do. Period. Don't you know? Not. And I apologize that I didn't know earlier because I would have taught you this a whole lot earlier. I would have been a better mom had I known. Um, and because of what I didn't know, I couldn't. It, it was nothing I can do. She didn't come with an instruction manual, and I was a teen mom, so. You know, I didn't know nothing. I I, I was, it, things were just happening. <laughs> so it just gave me that opportunity to just open up and also give her the spiritual connection to me where I am today. I love it. I love it. Celeste? For me, I'm probably one of the anonymous of the book. I don't have a daughter. <laughs> I have a son, but um, I joined because I wanted the opportunity to write a letter to my mother that passed away when I was 12. And um, so it was an opportunity for me to write and I guess, um, you know, publish what I wanted to say to her, even though as a, you know, as a, a well-seasoned woman, <laughs> say to her that I couldn't say at 12 when she when I lost her. And I got to like, it was a way for me to really like gain some forgiveness and uh, move on with my life. So that's why I joined. Kudos, kudos, Michelle. Yes. So um, like I said before, I joined this um, group um, and this project simply because, you know, I saw, I had, um did some I was featured in the mental health um, magazine and then I saw the posting about you know joining the joining the book and the the meaning behind the anthology and it like really I had to really sit down and say you sure you want to do this you sure you ready to say this out loud um because it like I said these things have been weighing on me for some for over two years and um I, you know, prayed on it, meditated on it, and then just really say, you know what, this will be a work of art that will forever be physically something your daughter can look at. And even if you're not here, um, you know, to have to walk her through, she has something from you, from your own words, from your own mouth about this experience. And the amazing thing is that, um, you know, I tell people all the time, you don't know who's watching you. Um, so I had an appointment with my oncologist last week and he walked in the room and the first thing he goes, tell me about your book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I said, he said, yeah, tell me about your book. So I explained to him why I wrote, you know, what my chapter was about. Mm -hmm. Hold on one second. My, my mommy's on a call baby. Oh. So, um, say hi. Come say hi. Everyone, this is my wonderful daughter, Austin. Hey, Princess. Hey. 
Hey, princess. Um, so um, once I explained to him the chapter and why I wrote the chapter, first thing he goes, you're going to be around to be there with her. You, What are you worried about? But he, he just, That's you right. know, That's he, 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 me and him have a really good relationship. But what, one thing that really stuck out to me is that he said, you know what? I want to just commend you. Um, you were hit with something unexpected. And you went through aggressive chemotherapy. Um, I, as you can see the picture in the back, I lost my hair. I had locks. My own hair was locked down my back. Um, 36 years old. Had both had to have both my breasts removed um, and reconstructed. Went through eight surgeries. Um, took Did the most aggressive chemotherapy that they have. Um, and he goes, and you did it with grace and style. Mm -hmm. He said, you know... <laughs> Although you might have been cursing me out, <laughs> um, you know, every time you came in here, you was in here jamming the music. I would play Anita Baker all the time. You know, I would go to my chemotherapy appointments like I was going to the, you know, I would have on my workout clothes, and my headphones and my zone. But, you know, just he goes, you know, a lot of a lot of women that he goes, a lot of women that I see need you. They need you. They need you and your presence and your message. To show them that regardless of this 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 circumstance, they still have life. They're still a person, and you know, this was an opportunity for me to heal from myself. You know, but like I like I tell people all the time, you know, one of the most scariest things, and the reason why I, I advocate and I go so hard unapologetically, um, is the reality of that. This is now part of my daughter's story. You know, I hope and pray she never has to go through the experience. But having a mammogram every year is 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 cringing. You know, it's scary. Having to have tests every year is something that she has to mentally prepare herself for. And I want to make sure that she is fully prepared and ready. Um, although she's only five now, you know, time goes like that. Right. So. This was an opportunity for me to let that out. Mommy. Absolutely. <laughs> so a lot of times, you know, when we write and there's chapters that we tend to shed and, you know, take layers off. Name one thing you learned about yourself while you wrote this chapter to your daughter and to your mother. And I'm going to start with Cheryl. It was my love for my family was far greater than I ever thought. Um, you always say you love your family, you want what's best for them, especially when you're dealing with your own children. And I wanted so much more for my kids than what I was able to do. And it, you know, being, and I understand what Michelle was saying because um, when you're faced with death and you don't know when or what time, you're angry, you're, you're confused, you're wondering why. I was 27 years old when I was diagnosed mm -hmm. and I could not fathom. I had two young kids and I was like, I know God is not that evil that he would take me away from my kids when they're so young and this cannot be for me, you know, and like, um, my 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 oncologist told me, he said, look, 
I'm a scientist and I have to tell you what science say. I'm not God. So from this day forward, I need you to concentrate and focus on God. That will get you through. And that meant the world to me. That, I mean, I, I could not thank her enough for saying those words to me because that made me really fight. And then while writing this, I'm like, Lord, I'm so grateful to be able to write this and let my daughter really know because we never sat down and had the conversation. Mom, why did you, you know, give granny custody of us? You know, why did you do that? And why were you in the hospital so much? You know, so I had the opportunity to explain a lot. Awesome. And I hope they take it all and cherish it because sometimes people don't get that conversation. So I definitely commend you yeah. for, for having the strength to even write it. Celeste. Yeah. So one thing that I learned about myself was that I'm a little, a lot stronger than I thought I was. And so <laughs> look back over just um, like just writing the chapter, what I've gone through and, you know, how I live my, you know, I had to go through a lot of things without my mom, but I learned that I was a lot stronger and resourceful because I did, I was able to seek out other women to um, help me through the process. And, um, and I believe God placed certain women along the pathway uh, for example, this this year, I um, noticed, I realized um, I have a friend who is the exact same age as my mom, and she refers to me as her daughter, but I didn't realize until she told me when her birthday was that, oh my goodness, like God really sent like another mom in my life, someone who's uh, taking on. So I, I just... Um, I guess strength uh, and resilience and resourcefulness and just being able to, uh, you know, receive help, you know, when you're strong and one of those strong people, you don't necessarily want to. So that's what I think I um, discovered about myself. It's just that I was stronger than I thought that I um, am resourceful, more resourceful than I thought. And that, um, I'm, I wasn't alone, even though I felt like I was. Awesome, awesome. Keep that strength and resilience and all that up and continue to keep your head held high. Michelle. Um, what I learned um, is that I want to expand on my chapter. Um, this is an opportunity and just me writing, getting and releasing my own thoughts. Um, this can also lead to an opening to allow other cancer survivors to write and to express their emotion of how they feel. Um, so um, I've like I've purchased, I have my physical copy here, um, but I've been you know speaking on different platforms of um, advocacy. And speaking about the book and about my chapter and the importance of just education and, you know, resources and advocacy, especially in communities of color. 
um, and the fact that, you know, unfortunately, communities of colors are the highest rate in every, you know, illness that are dying. So that that important and bringing those things to light. Um, and this book is part of that conversation because at the end of the day, this coming from a real person with a real experience that went through a real journey and have and being a mother and being and showing that emotional, making things more realistic. You know, people can tell a story, but when it's personal and you can speak from your personal experience, it makes a difference. Right. So this right. book has given me the opportunity to basically open eye, open doors and have seat at seats at tables that normally wouldn't probably be available for me or I would get pushback. Um, and it's also, you know, showing people that this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I've dealt with, you know, and I know that there's other people out there, regardless of what ethnic background that are dealing with it. You know, it's not just cancer. It can be mental illness. It can be trauma. Like we, as women, we take in a lot. We absorb a lot. And our strength is, you know, a lot of women, their strength is trying to be the pillar of everything. And, you know, we are the hardest critics on ourselves, you know, because we want to be a certain image. We, we feel like we have to be a certain image. We have to be a certain way. And it's okay to be, we have to understand it's okay to be vulnerable. It's mm -hmm. okay to say, you know, I made mis you know, I, I failed at some things. It's okay to say I'm weak at some things. But this is how I recovered from it. This is how I corrected it. You know, even if you had a bad experience with your mom or you had a bad experience with your daughter, you're doing the resolution to fix it. You're not just internalizing that pain. You're actually doing the work to fix it. And that's the most important thing with just mental health in general is that. So this book was that opportunity for me. I love it. Dr. Don? Um, I joined late. So I didn't have very long to write it. But in the middle of this, we had a wildfire and I had um, evacuated. And so I just wasn't in the mindset to write it. And so at the last minute, I just said, OK, I went to work and I'm like, OK, I have to write this. And I wrote it all out and turned it in. It was like the day before it was due. And I wasn't even sure what I wrote, you know. And so I actually had my mom um, read it to make sure that it was OK and it actually was really nice. It was exactly, it was, it just came straight from my heart and I didn't really have to think about what I wanted to say. You know, I just, I just said it and turned it in and I actually just had my son read it because I'm going to give a copy to my daughter-in-law and he, his response was, wow. <laughs> so I guess it turned out pretty good, but <laughs> so you never know when you're writing something, you know, you don't really have to sit down and outline it and do that sometimes just pouring your heart out and saying what you want to say the first time is exactly what you want. Don was speaking her truth, but you know, <laughs> you know, the from middle, the heart. Right? In the middle of the flames. <laughs> in the middle of the flames. <laughs> so my question to you is what do you feel that you want people to get from this book? A mother's prayer, a letter to their daughter men, women, child, whoever may read it, what do you feel that you think you want them to receive from this book? And I will start with Michelle. Um, what I want people to see from this book is just that we are all human. 
um, you know, no matter what our story entails, we are all human. And um, we have emotions. We go through things. You know, we've been through some things, um, overcame some things, broke down from some things. <laughs> but we are human. Right. <laughs> we are human and we are being our authentic self. So that's what I want people to take away from it. Never be ashamed to be who you are. I love it. Cheryl? Um, uh, ditto the same thing with, with that, Michelle. I would love for people to just read this book with an open heart, you know, and then be able to search themselves. And if they feel led in any way by the spirit to to write, you know, by all means, definitely get a pencil and paper. You know, it. I right now I could think of so many things that I want to say to my grandmother who I lost on last year that raised me. Um, I would want to tell my grand. I want to tell her so much. You know, even how by my grandmother making me read. It's like. I want to be able to say, mom, I wish you could read my book. You know, she she had passed away before my book came out. So mm -hmm. I didn't have a chance to share that with her. So, you know, it's all in just sharing where you are in, in your journey and allowing others to come in to be, you know, we're being totally transparent in this book about our feelings towards our children or mother. And, you know, like Celeste was saying how she did for her mom, you know, I commend her and I want others to that read her story or my story or Michelle's story or not just to to see, you know, give them that nudge to say, you know what, maybe I need to write a letter to somebody, you know, and don't, you know, really feel worried about what anybody would say about it. This is my way of getting what I feel out. You know, that way we were not stuffing anything. That's, those are stuffed emotions. And, you know, we should be able to verbalize that however we want. So this was a great opportunity. And I am so proud of the visionary behind this book. I mean, Nadia did a fantastic job. All of y'all did. I've read it. And like her, I've cried. And, you know, I, it's like I'm, Y'all part of my family. I have 30 sisters. We love you too. <laughs> Don. Dr. Don, I'm sorry. That's fine. You know, when I wrote in an anthology once, it was how I got over something, something like that. And I couldn't figure out what to write. And I read someone else's story. Mm -hmm. And I actually asked her to be part of the anthology. And then it prompted me to write my own, my own um, chapter. And it's kind of like what she was just saying is sometimes we forget that everyone has gone through something most likely. I and mean, how do you get through life without having that? And it's hard to express it. It's hard to open yourself up to the world and say, here's my pain. Here's my experiences. Um, learn from it. Um, get through it. Um, it's okay. You know, we all have, we all have stuff. <laughs> Right. And so right. I hope I hope that people get a lot from the book, not just the women, but husbands, sons, 
you know, right. brothers. Um, cause it's about, a lot of it's about family and strength and staying together and working, working together to overcome. And so I hope, I hope it helps other people. Absolutely. Celeste. What I hope that people take away from reading the book is that it's never too late to forgive and it's never too late to heal. And um, Amen. some of the stories that the chapters in the book, a lot of them deal with, um, you know, a reconciliation and bringing people back together. Um, but in my case, um, you know, there was no, uh, not a human I could reconcile with. I really was reconciling my own emotions and my own feelings and letting go of some baggage. And one of the things that I shared was like, I went through a process of being, my mother had me when she was 19, being 19 and saying, oh my goodness, I wouldn't can't, I can't take care of myself, let alone take, you know, would have been able to take <laughs> So um, just, just learning to forgive, because sometimes I think as, as a child myself, like I put certain expectations on my mom without really knowing what she was going through. So there was that empathy as well. As if I hope that um, people would leave, you know, with forgiveness and grace and give their moms grace for doing the best they could and doing what they knew how to do. I love it. I love it. So, ladies, it is coming to the end of the show. It was an honor having y'all here. It was an honor being able to bless the people that's listening now and later. So, can y'all please tell people how to find y'all, connect with you, and be able to order the book? And I will start with Celeste. Hey, um, you can reach me at my website, and that'll connect you to everything else that I have going on um, on social media and stuff. That is www.celesteempower.com. Dr. Don? Um, we're building our website, so it's queenvernita.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Don Menge One, um, Instagram, Don Menge, and Twitter, Queen Vernita. Um, my publisher is Rushmore Press, and uh, the, you can find the book under my name on Amazon. Nice. And Michelle? Um, my website will be launched um, by next week. It's the Fearless Warrior Project LLC, but I could be found on Facebook and Instagram under the Fearless Warrior Project LLC. Um, and also my legal name, Michelle Anderson Benjamin. Um, the book link is on all my social media platforms. And if you can email me directly at info at the Fearless Warrior Project LLC.com. And last but not least, Cheryl. Okay, you can reach me on social media websites under Cheryl Williams Sanford. Also at my website at Blue Gym Talent ENT LLC.com and Happy Literary Works.com. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. It's been a pleasure spending time with y'all today. It's been a thank pleasure you. enjoying and hearing all your parts. I'm definitely going to continue to read the book. I've been in and out of it. But I'm telling y'all, go get the book. And there's no reason y'all shouldn't have a copy. It, 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 listen, you need the book. Even if you don't have a daughter, 
you could still use the book because you're a daughter to someone. So God bless y'all. And I thank y'all for tuning in to Powering Your Voice. I am your host, Sheen Ganine, better known as the lady behind the mask. And I will see y'all again on Tuesday. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Thank you for having me. Introducing to some and reintroducing to others. Speaker, entrepreneur, motivational coach, and author, Sheena Gadine. If you wish to contact her, you can contact her via email at sgadine16 at gmail.com. Or you can visit her website, www.theladybehindthemask.com.